Hello everyone, this is Tanika Drake and I am going to share a book with you that I've written called The Gift of Finding God's Love, Guilt and Shame Turned into My Shine. Please check that book out either on Barnes & Noble or you can find it at Amazon or any place where you can get that book. Remember, it is not okay for anyone to hurt or harm you. Please check that book out and happy reading everyone. Welcome to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN Network. Come join us as we study the Word of God together. Go get your Bible and let's see what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today. change our minds and our hearts. Let us do so. I'm having a scripture. I'm going to read the scripture from 1 Timothy 3. Amen. Amen. And I'm going from the NIV. And it reads, here is a trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now the overseer is to be above a reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectful, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. And he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be recent convert. But he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into the disgrace and into the devil's trap. In the same way, deacons are to be worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, and not pursuing dishonest gain. They must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. They must First, be tested, and then if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. In the same way, women are to be worthy of respect, not <coughs> malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. A deacon must be faithful to his wife and must manage his children and his household well. Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. And that just doesn't apply to deacons. That applies to all of us. Amen. We have to just be faithful to everything that God has us to do. And we have to stay in our studies much as you can. I mean, it's a daily thing. We have to just fight for the rest of our lives because we'll never get it all in one, one time. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Holy Gracious Father, we are here today to give you all the glory of me, Father. 
Let our minds be changed, Heavenly Father. Let our hearts be changed. Let us love one another, those who are in need, Heavenly Father. Send the ones that need to be talked to and held, hold, and loved by others so they can see the love that you give, Heavenly Father. They don't know, but send them to us and send those out there to you. Just let them get what they need, Heavenly Father. And whoever is out there that's in need, reach out and just ask for the love of Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. He's always with you, an unchanging hand. He'll be there from the beginning to the end, but you must trust in him and you must believe in him. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. He has taken all the strife, misery and strife away from you. So just be faithful and just depend only on him to talk to him, not just at certain times, but during the day. Anytime that you're going through something, reach for the Lord. Just ask him and he shall give you what you need. But be patient. You have to be patient. And we just give you all the honor and glory of you, Father, no matter what we're going through, because we will get through. And we will stay on one accord, giving you all the love and glory that you deserve, which is much, 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 much more. In your son's name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen. 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 So I'm going to tell y'all right now. I've been going through some things, and I'm going to tell you, it's been great. So I want y'all to go through some things so it can be great for y'all. Whatever y'all doing that you don't like, change it. You know, just like a car. You like you're going to have to drive that old used car all the time. Get you something new. And if you can't get you nothing new, guess what? Fix what you got. You know, that's what the Lord going to fix what you got. You know, you going through, you think you can't make it. He is there. I'm telling you, so many times we don't doubt things that I can't make it or pity party. Why me? It's you. You holding yourself back. All you got to do is just let the Lord lead you no matter what you're going through. I'm telling you, it's a lot easier. Take it for somebody who knows. You know, with the help of the Lord, I mean, I can't make it. I can't even be here today. And I know y'all and I can't, can't be here if you get it on your own. You are here for a reason. You were chosen for a reason. There are people out here in your family and friends, even your coworkers who look like, I need some help. Yeah. Let them know there is help. Let them know that you are there to help them. A kind word, a kind smile. Because they notice these things. And if I can notice these things in people, I'm pretty sure even a drunk can understand. They got something different inside. They say stuff I never heard before. And that's what we are, a peculiar people, right? right? So let us be lifted up through the word, lifted up through our walk, lifted up through Jesus Christ our Lord, the Savior who just give us peace at all times. But you got to want it. You got to let stuff go. You got to be truthful to yourself and say, hey, I'm going to leave it with you, Lord. See, you ain't being truthful if you ain't leaving it with him. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You got to leave it so he can do the works. He ain't going to work if you sit on keep being fake with him. He wants you to be real with him. And guess where that's coming from? Your heart. So always depend on the Lord and ask him. Ask and you shall receive, right? Like that. But I appreciate y'all for listening. And for those of you out there, keep hope. Hope is alive. Just stay there. Whatever you got to do, just keep moving forward and don't ever go backwards because back is what got you where you're at now. You need the Lord. We all need the Lord. Amen? Amen. Now, uh, I'm going to call Sister uh, Frida up, and uh, she's going to give us some inspiring words, maybe a song we're going to find out. It's always a treat, I'll tell you that much. Yes. So whatever y'all going through, just get ready, because I'm going to tell you, the meat is here. Let's get fed. Amen. Amen.
received an email, and I'd like to read it. Okay. Praise the Lord, Bishop. I hope that you are well in the family and ministry. I wrote to you, and you answered, but I wanted to remind you that I asked to be one of you and also stand with me to move to another level. I always follow you. I like your teaching. It helps me in growth. You promised to help me with books so that we can reach out to many people all around. Please keep me in your prayers as I do always pray for you. And it's my humble plea that I will be one of you. I love your ministry. That's why I want to be one of you. God bless you and bless all your works. Amen. Amen. What does the cross of Jesus mean? It's more than songs we sing. Much more than that emblem on the chain. But it means I'm free from the chains of slavery. And the blood it shed won't let my sins remain. <clears throat> Upon the cross my Savior died. The Lamb was crucified. Showed us love that this world had never Love 
When the Lord of glory heaven sent, gave all on Calvary. Well, the cross will always represent the love God had for me. When the Lord of glory heaven sent, gave all on Calvary just for me. Just for me. Jesus came and did it just for me. It wasn't just for the whole group. It was just for each individual. And yeah. He just yeah. did it for us. Yeah. Just for me. And you want to turn up a little bit. Watch it now. <laughs> with no further ado, I'd like to bring up a brother in Christ that I love so much. He is just, I, I don't know if he believed me or not, but he's a, such a much an encouragement for the men's meeting and all the men. So out there, open up your hearts and receive this message. I'm going to call up Steve, our brother in Christ. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? Good morning. Amen. Doing good. All right. As always, it's an honor to be able to come before you and preach God's word. Amen. Thank you. And it's just an honor to be with you guys in such a good Bible teaching church. So, this is a pretty crazy world we're living in. I mean, you guys don't need me to tell you that to know. But we're in a place nowadays where society, a lot of people think that morality is subjective. We can choose what is right and wrong in our own eyes. And I mean, that's crazy enough. But what we see now is everyone trying to do that same thing with truth. Mm -hmm. I was watching a video the other day, and the guy uh, who was talking was trying to make a point. He said something absolutely absurd and outrageous that no one should believe. And the girl trying that he was speaking with, she said, well, that's your truth. And you'll hear that a lot nowadays. People will say something crazy, say, that's their truth. Like, that's his truth. That's her truth. The only problem is, that's not how truth works. <laughs> me, a uh, pastor told me this uh, little analogy a long time ago. Like, let's say two people have a disagreement you and me, whoever you are out there. If I think one way and you think the other way, there's only three outcomes. I can be wrong. You can be or I can be right. You can be right. Or we can both be wrong. We can't both be right. Because, again, that's not how truth works. We don't get to pick and choose 
where truth works and where it doesn't. Amen. Truth is. Come on, yeah. And uh, by now, you guys all know I'm a huge Ray Comfort fan. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a little analogy that he uses that I like a lot. He says, let's say there's a man, he does an absolutely heinous crime, and he goes before the judge, and the judge uh, sentences him, and he says, you are being put to, you're sentenced to death in the electric chair. And the guy laughs, he goes, ha, I don't believe in the electric chair. <laughs> Whoa. That doesn't change reality. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, he's still gonna be strapped into the electric chair and sentenced to death. So, what you believe in is worthless. If it is not true, come on. What you believe does not matter one bit. As Pastor Purdy would say, it's not worth a nickel's worth of dog meat <laughs> if it ain't true. Now, the good news for us is that we know where to find truth, okay. and that's in God's Word. And the word truth, it's actually uh, used. 224 times, that's in the King James Version, but the word truth appears 224 times in the Bible. A definition for the word truth, I had to look up a few different definitions. Most of them try to use the word true in it, but I found one without it. And the definition for truth is in accordance with fact or reality. So like I said, truth is, it can't be changed. It is. Psalms 119 and 60 says, The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Well, let's go ahead and turn in our Bibles to John 14 and verse 6. I'll give you a second to get there. Say amen when you're there. Amen. John verse 14, 6 says, Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And the word I am there in the Greek, it's a very stern way. If we were to say it in English, it, it, what, what he's saying is, I am the only way. I am. There's no other way. So when he says, I am, I am the way, he is the only way to God. And it says, I am the truth. Because we know he is truth and his words are truth. And I am the life. And no one has eternal life without Christ. So, the only way to come to the Father is through Jesus. And that's the truth of the matter. 
Amen. So truth is very important. It's very important that we speak truth and that we uphold the truth. We obey the truth. Amen. Now, on the flip side of truth, you have false or falsehood. And the, the worst part about it is you see falsehood everywhere in this world today. One of the worst parts about it is you see it from some so-called Christian pastors. And honestly, that's just a shame. Because a lot of us can't see false whenever it, it shows itself in front of us. So I want to cover another verse really quick. So if you want to turn with me now to 2 Timothy chapter 4. And we're going to be going over verses 3 and 4. Say amen when you get there. All right. Second Timothy verse or chapter four, starting at verse three. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth. And be turned aside to fables. And at the beginning it says, for the time will come. I think we're already in that time. Amen. And we see it all over, all over the place. And it says, well, they will not endure sound doctrine. Sound doctrine would be scripture, which is true. So they will no longer endure truth. But because they have their own desires... And we talked about this yesterday. People, like us, there's a lot of false teachers out there, a lot of uh, prosperity preachers, and they'll say, God wants you happy, healthy, and wealthy. That's not exactly what the Bible says. The Bible says that we will suffer for Christ's sake. Amen. But whenever you hear, oh, you can be happy, healthy, and wealthy and still have God, they go, oh, that sounds better than suffering. <laughs> yeah. Problem is, it's not the truth, so it doesn't matter. It's not in accordance with reality. It's not going to change reality. You're following false Christ that doesn't uh, offer salvation. And then it says, because they have itching ears, like I was saying, they want to hear something better than that you're going to suffer for Christ's sake. So they will heap up for themselves teachers and the, most of the, whenever it says teachers there, it's talking about false teachers. It's not talking about good teachers, mm-hmm. not correct teachers, teachers that teach truth. And they will turn their ears away from truth and be turned aside to fables, which we all know fables are just stories. Yeah, made up. Made up, yep, made up. <laughs> no truth to them. And what we believe in needs to be true. Like I said, otherwise, there's no point. If what we're believing is false, 
ain't gonna get you nowhere. Say it. Say it. So truth is very important. It's very important we know truth and we speak truth, we proclaim truth. And the problem is, I feel like the reason why so many people fall to false teachers is because we don't know the truth. And I'm, I'm, I fear for a lot of us here and just watching uh, over the broadcast. I fear that we don't know enough truth to see falsehood whenever it comes in front of us. We must know truth. We must know God's truth. And the best way to know if something is really true or false, the best way to know if something is false is to know the opposite. If you say something, but I, I know that that's not true because I know what the truth is, then you clearly know that that's false. If I know the grass is green and somebody tells me the grass is blue, I'm going to say, that's not true. I know the truth because I'm looking at grass right now, it's green. So if you know what the truth is and falsehood comes against you, you can clearly, easily point it out. Amen. Amen. And... Like, we know where to find it. We know where to find the truth. And one of the problems is truth, we talked about this yesterday a lot too, truth can actually, is it can hurt. It can, it can convict and it can cut. But it's, that is what it costs for us to come to God, to have a right relationship with him. You have to get cut. You have to know that you're a sinner. You have to know that you have the disease before you seek the cure. Come on, come on. See, you have to know the truth so that you can seek what is right. And that conviction that a lot of people are so scared of is actually a good thing. If you've talked about this before, that conviction is what brings you to God. That conviction is what lets us know that we've done wrong in his sight. It lets us know that we have a problem needing fixed. Sorry, hang with me one sec. But that's the thing. So we have to be able to see falsehood so we can protect ourselves against it. But like it said, the time will come, like I said, the time is now, where we will turn, people will turn away from the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's like I said, because they hear something better, even though it's false, they want to turn to that instead of what the truth is. Now, let me take you to another verse really quick. Let's go back into John. We're going to go to John chapter 8, 31 and 32. Give me an amen when you get there. All right. John 8, starting at verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, 
and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. And whenever it says, if you abide in my word, that's talking about staying in his word, persistence, staying in his word. And if you do that, he says, you shall know the truth. So if we're going to protect ourselves, we have to know the truth. So we must abide in his word. And whenever it says, and the truth shall make you free, that whenever it says make you free there, it's talking about free from sin. Uh-huh. But you're also free from deception if you know the truth. Amen. So, and the thing is, a lot of us, it's not even just for ourselves. A lot of us have family members that may fall into false teaching. So we're protecting ourselves, of course. We want to know the truth for ourselves. But we have to know the truth to be able to bring others to the truth. To bring others to the knowledge of God. So it's not just knowing the truth. We also have to proclaim the truth. We have to speak the truth. But we have to be able to protect ourselves from those false teachers. Because the false teachers that I see nowadays are very sneaky. They'll twist something so small that if you don't know the scripture, you won't even be able to see it. And you can they'll twist a couple things to make it fit their agenda and not it doesn't follow God's agenda. It's not God's truth. They'll twist it to meet their desires. So we have to be able to prepare for that. And a lot of times... I mean, most of us come here, so whenever you guys come here, I'm confident that you're getting sound biblical teaching, sound doctrine. But a lot of us will go out, some of us may, after this service, may go catch another service. Mm -hmm. Or not even that, there's a lot of Christian literature out there, and I know a lot of false teachers write a lot of that literature there. So, I mean, it's like 80% of the literature you see out there is from a false teacher. So we have to know them and mark them so that we don't fall into the same falsehood. That's right. Mark and avoid. There you go. So, and like it said, you know, we must abide in his word. And that's how we know truth. We know God's truth. We know the truth. So, like I was saying, we must abide in his word to be his disciples. Mm-hmm. And we must know the truth. And that is what will set us free. Yeah. Free from the deception. Yeah. Free from sin. Yeah. Free to have everlasting life with Christ. Come on, yeah. Amen. There's one more verse I want to look at really quick. And that is Ephesians 4. Starting at chapter 15, verse 15. And what it says... But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ. But it says speak truth in love. 
And there's a very smart pastor that I know. And he said, if you can't do both, don't do either. If you can't speak the truth in love, you shouldn't do either. And like I said earlier, the truth hurts. The truth can hurt whenever you come to know that you're wrong or that you were breaking God's commandments, that you're going against his will. It hurts. That's why we have to be gentle and we have to speak in love. Because whenever we speak truth, we don't speak truth to win an argument. That's right. We don't speak truth to be smarter than the next guy. Amen. That's not the point of it. We speak truth to bring that person to Christ. Yes. Amen. That's right, Steve. Amen. We speak truth so that they can have the right relationship with God. We speak truth so that they can know falsehood. And if they're a Christian brother, direct them to truth. Amen. So bringing them to truth. Is the best thing we can do, and we have to do that in love. So we have to be gentle with people. We can't de- or belittle them if we're trying to be right about truth. That's not going to help anyone. Right. If we come to them in a cocky, arrogant attitude, proclaiming truth, they're going to turn the other way. Yeah. They're going to keep following that false teacher because... I mean, you might have the truth, but you're also not a very good person, loving person. Thank you, Nancy. So if you're not showing that love, that's not going to help them. They're not going to follow you then. So that's why I was saying earlier we need to abide in this word so that we can know the truth. So, like, if, if you don't get anything else today out of the message, I want you to get speak truth in love. Not just truth, but do it in love to bring more people to Christ. Because that is our ultimate goal, right? Yes. To save the lost. So... Proclaim the truth, abide in his word, and speak truth in love. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go ahead and bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you bring us, Lord. I pray that we have a better understanding of truth, Lord. I hope we have a better understanding that we need to know your truth, Lord. That we need to follow your truth, Lord. We need to pursue your truth, Lord. And we need to proclaim your truth in love, Lord. Please help us to grow in that knowledge and that wisdom of your word, Lord. Help us continue to grow closer to you, Lord. And to remember to stay in your word where truth can be found. And just help us to grow closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
young man is coming along just fine. Yes. 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 Appreciate that, Steve. The words of encouragement, like I told y'all. He, he, that's what he does for me and uh, other other men out here. Well, uh, before we come to the end, I'd like to appreciate all the new people that's here, the visitors that came, and uh, if there's anything you'd like to say or how you feel right now, you are welcome to. This is a church that we love to hear from those and what you've got fed, but if you don't, that's okay too. We still gonna love you no matter. Even those out there from a distance, we don't even know you, but we love and love. Because that's what we do. We what? We love one another. Right. Amen. 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 So, before you get up and leave, just give the Lord all the praises and make sure the rest of your day, the rest of your life is possible. Just reach those. There's somebody out there need you. There's somebody out there that watch you. So whatever you're going through, and whatever y'all think they're going through, encourage one another with love. And what? Walk in truth. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN network. Come join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for Sunday worship. Bible study is held on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are located at 3006 North Lindbergh Boulevard Suite 711, St. Louis, Missouri, 63074. All are welcome and we look forward to seeing you soon.